This is the It Ain't It Sis podcast, a podcast where we focus on life's pivots and redirections, relationships, and becoming a boss babe. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and this is a space where honesty, humor, and a whole lot of sass collide. No one has it figured out. So it's completely fine if sometimes it ain't it, sis. Hello, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Says podcast. I'm Sarah Whitney, your host. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate and review. Give me those five stars. I know you want to. But other than that, I am doing a little solo episode today because as you all know, if you have been keeping up with me and following me on all the socials, you should know that I am publishing my book, Pretty Young, in August, but the pre-sale actually goes on sometime. The date isn't officially, officially set, the exact date, but my pre-sale will go on sometime late March, early April, and so I'm getting prepared for that. So in celebration of publishing my book and having the launch coming very soon. I decided it would be fun to do a little episode and I might kind of scatter little solo episodes here and there about publishing and writing a book and just that whole process in my journey. So starting off with that, I think today I really would love to talk about how to write a book in six months. And obviously, I can really only talk about my personal experience. And especially, I did write a nonfiction book. So I want to like preface that this is going to be specifically for nonfiction. Obviously, if you want to write more of a fiction book, you can probably find some tips and tricks within this episode for yourself. But I'm just speaking out of my own experience. And I also want to be very transparent. I did this program. It's called the Creators Institute. And people like Haley, Hoffman Smith. If you guys know who she is, she's really big on TikTok and she wrote a book called Her Big Idea. And then my friend Alexa, Haley, all of those people, they also have podcasts and I'll make sure to link them down below in the show notes. But basically, I did this program and it's a class actually out of Georgetown and they recently over the past two years opened it up to the general public to take. So they really kind of helped me step by step through the entire book writing journey and all the way up until publishing. So that's where I learned all of my information and I'll definitely kind of relay all of that information they showed me and helped me with throughout this episode. But before we dive into all of that I need to go over what was it and what was not it for me this week. So what was not it? I think I'm going to start with the negative and then obviously end on the positive because I feel like that's just how it should always be. And so what was not it for me was honestly the amount of anxiety I have been experiencing and that is more um, due to just some personal issues that I won't go into further detail but that being said I'll probably write a book on it so you'll 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 know eventually (laughs) but that has been something I am honestly struggling with I have lost my appetite I finally got it back today and it came in let me tell you full force. So finally taking care of myself like I should be. But your mental health, all I want to say is side note, your mental health should always be your number one priority out of work, out of your family, like 
that should be number one because if you're mental health and emotional health isn't good like you can't do the things that you need to do like working and taking care of your family so that's my one side note and I am constantly reminded of that even though I preach that I still sometimes you know I'm human and I don't necessarily practice what I preach 24 7 but really who does you know we're all human we all mess up we all make mistakes so that's something I'm continually learning so that was something that was not it for me but hopefully I am on the up and up I am on my healing journey all of that fun stuff blah 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 so that was not it for me I would say this week but what was it for me was really deciding to put my mental health first and foremost. I kind of had multiple meltdowns, honestly, these past couple months. And I am a workaholic. If those of you who don't know me, you know, I am a Enneagram 3 wing 2, basically meaning that I'm an overachiever and I'm really emotional. Like that's really all you need to know about me. If you want to know who I am as a person, that's really all you need to know. I'm kidding. There's so much more, but you know, in a nutshell. So I'm the kind of person since I moved home and I don't have friends around ever. I have been working, no joke, until like 11 sometimes just for fun. Like who does that? I do apparently. And regardless of if I find it fun, eventually that is very taxing on any person. And I burnt out so hard this past week. So finally, I decided to put my mental health first, like I said, and I went to acupuncture. I've never done it before, but I went yesterday and currently it's Sunday. So I went on Saturday and I don't know, that really helped. I did cupping. So basically that's like a Chinese herbalist medicine thing. I'm probably not saying that right, but they get basically like hot cups and they suction cup it to your back. And it looks like someone has a attacked my back. I have bruises everywhere, but apparently it's supposed to like promote lymphatic drainage and heal you. And it's really good if you've had COVID. And since I did have COVID back in January and I'm a big athlete, it's been a little difficult for me to do high intensity cardio still. And so hopefully that will cure me to a certain extent because I would really love, I know it sounds crazy, but I would really love to do (laughs) sprints again. I don't know. I kind of like love that kind of exercise. So that's was it for me and really putting my mental health first and you know I'm going to therapy and all that so those are all the things that I'm doing to like take care of my mental health so while it hasn't been the best I'm finding the positive within that too and I feel like you can take that into any part of life like yes there's parts of life that are like sucky and honestly are just like downright terrible but you can always find the silver lining and I'm a very firm believer in that so that's just a little life update on me. But now that we've gotten that out of the way, I figured we can get into my top tips of how to write a book in six months. So number one, have an idea and more specifically, have an idea with a purpose. Why are you writing this book? What is something that you want to get out of it? Do you want to help people? Do you want to further your career? Do you want to be a speaker? Do you want to be a best-selling author? There's so many things that can go into it, but you really should keep in mind your idea backed by your purpose because that's going to keep you going throughout the process because it's not an easy process first and foremost. 
let me tell you, it is a full-time job. I am not kidding, people. It is a full-time job. So you're going to have to have an idea. And also, your idea doesn't necessarily have to be, quote-unquote, the most original. Yes, there's books that people have written similar to yours, but the one thing that you do have is that you're, you have your perspective and no one else in this entire world out of the 7 billion people on this planet have your perspective. So that is where you have to take advantage of that. And that is where you can really hone in on your life experiences, your thoughts and opinions, and believing that your idea actually has value will also propel you and keep you going as you write this book. So that's one thing I want to say about just having an idea. And I also want to mention that it doesn't have to be incredibly concrete. As you go throughout this process, you'll learn that your idea is going to change, your idea is going to evolve, and that is perfectly okay. And honestly, I would say that's kind of beneficial to your writing process. You know, we all evolve as humans every single day, and your writing should evolve also. So like I said, it's a journey. We're on The Bachelor here, guys. We are having this quote-unquote journey. And while we're not on a journey to find love, we're on a journey to write a book. So like that's 10 times cooler than finding love in my opinion, but you know, to each their own. Okay, I'm cracking myself up and I need to like move on to the next point. But basically what you need to know is have an idea. It doesn't need to be incredibly concrete and most importantly, have a purpose that backs that idea. Okay, number two, begin to write. It's that simple. You can't write a book without actually writing. So First, I would say start with an inspiration story. What caused you to want to write a book? Is it something that happened in your life? Is it a story that you heard? What is it? And write that down and make that about 1,500 words. So this inspiration story, it will land hopefully somewhere within your book and it doesn't matter where it's going to land, but most likely it will land somewhere between the introduction and the first few chapters of your book. And this inspiration story, it will allow you not only to cultivate more ideas, hone in on exactly what you want to talk about, but it will provide the basis for the rest of your writing. And obviously, like I said, your writing will evolve over time, but you do want to be able to go back to something tangible of, okay, why am I writing this book? What is the need for this book? Where does my idea provide value? And where can I add value? So those are some of the things that you should keep in mind when writing your inspiration story and when you're in the beginning stages of just writing little stories. And when I say writing stories, I don't mean writing chapters. That comes in the next step. So what you want to really be focusing on is creating content. This is the content creation phase. Write down little stories. And if that's only 500 words, that's okay. But you want to just get as many words on the page as you can because this is the time where your mind is allowed to freely flow and ideas are able to kind of come into fruition. If you try to sit down, I mean, like I said, I'm only talking from a personal perspective, but if you do try to sit down and force yourself to write about a specific something, it's harder to be more creative. You don't really get into as much of a flow and a creative flow as you would if you just let your mind wander and you let those kind of words fall on the page. But basically, you just want to write as many stories as you can. And eventually, you're going to incorporate these stories and these little pieces that you have written throughout your 
book. So another tip that you need to know, this is number three, start researching. So like I said, I wrote a nonfiction book and with nonfiction comes a little bit of research. And so when I say research, that I use that in a very broad sense because obviously if you're writing a book that is more science-based, obviously you're going to need a heck of a lot more research than you would if you're writing a book that's more of a personal memoir and stuff like that. So use the word research as you will. So for me personally, my book was about 50% a memoir and then the other 50% was stories from other people. So that's what I meant by research. It doesn't need to be hard statistics, hard facts. Yes, is it important to have maybe some hard statistics and hard stats throughout your book if you need to really emphasize the point you're making? Yes, but you can use research that are other people's stories. Use other people's perspectives. That involves research because you have to kind of go out and interview people and ask them these questions and that can provide some research as well. So what I did personally, I used actually a lot of my podcast interviews as research and I talked to some friends and I reached out to a few people on LinkedIn actually when I initially made my book announcement on LinkedIn. I had a few people reach back out to me and say that they had colleagues who were professors that would help. So that was really great. And I was able to connect with a lot of people in a diverse number of fields. And I was able to get research that way. And a lot of my research, I would say, yes, some of it was hard facts and statistics, because for those of you who don't know, I'm writing a book about the mental distractions and mental noise that young women face as they grow up and enter adulthood and specifically entrepreneurship. So I felt like I had to have more statistics around topics when I was talking about social media and its effects on mental health and the disparity between men and women in the entrepreneurial space. So those were like places I had hard statistics, but overall I just used people's stories and people's perspectives to emphasize what I wanted to talk about and also to emphasize their voice as well, but I used more softer research. I'm not even sure if that's a term, but I'm just going to coin that a term right now because I feel like harder research is statistics and numbers, but softer research is just people's perspectives. So get research. It's super important. Have multiple perspectives. And if you are writing a purely self-memoir book, then confirm your story with a few other people in your life. Obviously, everyone in your life doesn't know everything about you and specifically the close people in your life no one will know everything about you. But if there's something you want to talk about in your book and you want to say, this really happened, right? Or am I just like making up this extra detail? You want to kind of confirm that just because you want the information that goes on your pages to be 100% truthful. So research, research, research people. And then number four is when you begin to write your chapters. And so writing chapters, it sounds scary. It's really not. What I would say is get a Excel spreadsheet out. And I, for one, I love planning. And so if you're a planner like me, you will really love this part of writing a book. Because what you're going to do 
the first couple rows on Excel, you are going to use as your quote unquote part one. So your part one is going to hold your introduction and your kind of intro to what your book is about, your main thesis, all of that. So my part one of my book has two chapters and that includes my intro And it also includes a chapter introducing just my argument as a whole. So I talk about what it means to be a woman in today's society and how it affects you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of that. And it also holds my thesis statement. So make sure your thesis is obviously somewhere in your part one of your book because you want people to know what the heck you're arguing and what you're talking about and the overall idea of it. So now part two and that is the body of your book. So that's going to hold the most chapters and this is just like the beef of the book. These are the stories that you have written and these are the ideas that you have accumulated and now you're going to start planning like I said. So part two, this is where you're going to go on your Excel spreadsheet and say, okay, where do these stories that I have written Where do they fit throughout the book? How do I want my book to flow? And obviously your book is going to flow depending on what you wrote your book about. So I wrote my book, like I said, about the mental noise and distractions that women face as they grow up and enter adulthood. So for me personally, what would make more sense is talking about, you know, the limiting beliefs, really starting from a cognitive level that women face as they grow up and how, you know, your limiting beliefs form how you perceive the world. So I talk a lot about limiting beliefs, your perception of the world. Then I start to talk about family and cultural pressures that we all face. And then I start talking about social media and body image. And then I talk about gender-based violence among women. And I kind of just build off of these topics. And then I talk about mental illness and I talk about validation and the need for control. And I talk about, I'm trying to think what else I talk about. I talk about so many different chapters. I have 18 chapters to be specific so far. So those are just some of the things that I had in my part two. So my body of my book. And basically when you're planning out these chapters, you want to just make sure each chapter builds on top of an idea. So you want it to flow. And obviously, you know, this is a part of the creation process. You're going to be the one to decide, okay, how do I want this book to flow? And Throughout those chapters, you're going to fit pieces of these stories that you have written previously into each chapter. And you're going to see, okay, where does this fit in my like chapter index that I'm planning out right now? And once you kind of make that whole plan that you have, and then obviously you're going to have, you know, your part three. So that is basically like the conclusion and wrapping up. And you're just kind of tying it all with a pretty bow at the end and saying, voila, I'm done. So that's basically how you like plan it out and how you begin to write your chapters. You have these chunks of stories that fit into pieces and parts of your chapters, and then you're going to build off of that. And, you know, granted, some people would like to do this differently. Some people probably listening to this will not agree with what I'm saying on the process. But like I said, this is the process that I used when I was writing my book. Some people, would say, why even write stories? Let's just go straight into the chapters. But 
For someone who's never written a book, I would definitely suggest to start with bits and pieces of stories and then you can kind of place them accordingly. It's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle, like, okay, where does this story fit in this chapter? Okay, where does this story fit in this chapter? But if you are more skilled or or a seasoned writer or whatever, maybe start with chapters. Like if you have a very clear vision of how you want your book to be and you know like, okay, chapter one is this, chapter two is this, chapter three is this, like then start with writing chapters. That is totally fine as well. But I definitely would say starting to write chapters later in the process might be a better fit for someone who hasn't written a book before and doesn't exactly know where this process is going to take them. So that being said, Now that you have begun to write your chapters, you're just going to start finishing all of your chapters. You're going to spend a lot of time and you're going to procrastinate a lot. And that is a part of the process that I have experienced a lot. So once you finish all of those chapters, you, my friend, will have a full first manuscript. And so that is very exciting because that means you have officially written an entire book and my book is 200 pages. So wow, like I can't even believe I've written that much, but I've written 200 pages so far. And I personally right now in my book writing journey, I submitted my first full manuscript to my editor on March 5th. So I don't even know what date this podcast will go out, but that's about two weeks ago. So that's where I'm at. And currently, I didn't want to talk specifically about the publishing process because I can go into a whole other episode about that. But I kind of wanted to just do the logistics of how to write a book. So now that you have written your entire book, it's going to go through a beta reading process. So you're going to have a bunch of random ass people (laughs) read your book and they're going to review it and they're going to tell you what parts are missing, what parts need to be taken out and all of that. And then you're also going to go through an intense editing process. I personally haven't gone through that yet, so I feel like I can't fully speak on that yet, but that is what I'm heading towards in about two weeks. So that is kind of what you do in terms of writing a book. And then after you go through that editing process, that's going to take maybe two or three months and then you'll have a fully done book and then it gets published and and then you can call it a day. I don't know. Do whatever you want with your book. But that is basically how you write a book. And I know I didn't talk specifically, like I mentioned, about the publishing aspect of writing a book because that is a whole nother episode. And I would definitely have to do a lot more research because personally I'm doing a hybrid publishing um, mix. So for those of you who don't know what that means, that basically means I'm publishing with a publishing house, but I'm doing all of the funding myself. So I'm doing like an Indiegogo site and all of that. So before I get ahead of myself, I'd be more than happy to make a separate podcast episode about that. But for now, I hope that wasn't information overload, but I hope that provided kind of like a step-by-step process of how to write a book in six months. And it's so funny because as I'm speaking out loud, I'm realizing all of the different things that go into writing a book and everything I just said. Yes, this was just very tangible advice, but there are so many things that 
go into writing a book, including mindset, which I could totally make another episode about and like time management and being connected with the right people and all of that. So I'd be more than happy. Let me know if you want to hear more episodes about those specific topics. I'd be more than happy to uh, record some episodes about that. But other than that, that was how to write a book in six months. Number one, have an idea. Number two, begin to write and just write as many stories as you can. Number three, research, confirm your stories with other people, interview people. And number four, begin to write your chapters, plan it all out and continue writing until you have a full freaking book in front of your hands. So those were my tips and tricks on how to write a book in six months. But other than that, I hope you guys liked today's episode. It definitely was something different, but for anyone who has always wanted to write a book, I know so many people who want to write a book. It's just difficult because you don't know where to start. So hopefully that was helpful and hopefully it wasn't just confusing. (laughs) But I hope you guys have a fabulous week and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye guys.